Hey everybody, welcome back to the Trenches Podcast. This is Garrett Huxford. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is our second week on the Holy Spirit. We're going to have John Davis come on for an interview. And like I said last week, uh, these two interviews were meant to go splice together and be some storytelling or whatever, but I thought both of the interviews were so good. They, they brought such good wisdom and insight to us. I thought we just should just let them, let everybody hear what they have to say. One thing I thought was really interesting listening to these two interviews was Stephen last week kept taking it back over here saying the Holy Spirit and Scripture. And today what we're going to see is John goes Holy Spirit and worship. When we're talking about engaging with the Holy Spirit, um, they went two different directions, but both are so good, right? The Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Scriptures, but also when He does speak to us, He'll never say anything counter to the Scriptures is what Stephen told us last week. And then this week, John is telling us, man, when we worship, we can feel the Holy Spirit. We're going to be present with the Holy Spirit. It's going to be so uh, powerful when, when Christians worship God. And so uh, I hope you're looking forward to it. Thank you for listening. Um, also, we're now on Apple Podcasts. And so if you do, if you are listening, please subscribe. Please uh, rate the show, leave comments, share it with your friends. Um, I hope it has been a blessing to you, and I hope it will be a blessing to others. So with that, let's get going to the show. I'm Garrett Huxford, this is the Trenches Podcast, and welcome to the show. And we're recording, there we go. I want to say welcome back to a return guest, we're getting more of those, not just Derek anymore. John, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks, Garrett, good to be here, man. Good to be All right. here. So this, series, uh, this podcast is what we call Loosely Connected to the Weekend Sermon. So uh, we are going through a series called When in My Sails, and the idea is that with sailing, you hoist the sails, you put yourself in a position for the wind to come fill your sails, and then your boat can move, right? That's the illustration we're working with. And the idea behind that is it's our job to not do what the Spirit does or not even coerce the Spirit to do something, but to put ourselves in a position to be in the realm of the Spirit, right? And so we're just doing this podcast to ask um, several different people their opinion, on uh, their thoughts on the Holy Spirit, and and not everyone is going to agree with everything, and that's fine, because there's a broad uh, range of opinions out there on the Holy Spirit. But um, I wanted to ask you, just to get started, uh, when were you first... Uh, introduced to the Holy Spirit? Like, when did you first come to know that, like, oh, there's a thing out there called the Holy Spirit? Uh, yeah, so uh, growing up in the church, uh, my father being a, a pastor, a minister uh, in, in one shape, form, or another for, for most of my childhood, uh, I was aware of the, the sort of the conceptual Holy Spirit, a Holy Ghost is what the Southern Baptists were calling him back then. And, oh, did uh, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Holy Ghost. A lot of, a lot Don't of... Catholics call it the Holy Ghost too? I I, I would not know. <laughs> that's a white pen. That's a question for Since my I wife. I interrupted your answer. Where, where'd it go? I believe I handed it to you, sir. Oh. Oh, it's right here. My bad. No worries. Sorry. No, no problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is the story of my life. Uh, anyway, so um, so there I was. You know, I'm a child. Um, my parents had this moment where my, my mother was going to church without my dad because um, my dad was working, and she went to a very, very, like, non-denominational, charismatic Christian church, and she heard a sermon about the Holy Spirit. 
And the way the Holy Spirit was described was radically different than anything she'd ever experienced, right? And so we started going to this church. She dragged my dad there and then the rest of us. And, and so then it was, you know, the Holy Spirit, as, as I understand him to be be now. I mean, at that point in my life, still very much a, a conceptual idea of the Holy Spirit. But as the, the advocate, you know, our, yeah. our, our helper or sort of the tangible physical presence of God that we can feel here on earth. So... Um so you're you're kind of like me, where you just kind of grew up in a church setting, and you heard the name, you heard the the fact that there's a member of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go to this new church, and this new church kind of it's a bigger part of their their day to day. Yeah, their their experience with God. Yeah, yeah. it's the Holy Spirit is something to be be connected with and to communicate with and to interact with in a very sort of tangible physical way. It's not, it's not theoretical. It's not abstract. It's, 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 it's real. Yeah. So was there a, was there like a moment or like some sort of story or, uh, where you kind of realize you're, you're going to this church with these people and then one day you go, Oh wait, these people are onto something. Um, the Holy Spirit, there is more to the Holy Spirit than what I've been concerned with. Uh, up until this point. Yeah, I mean, there were some, some times where my father had, uh, we, you know, we were trying to pray for some very specific things, right? I was I was seeking guidance in some very specific areas. My father was was encouraging me to seek guidance in some very specific areas in terms of of, of what, uh, you know, my next steps were going to be in my faith um, as a young man. And, um, and I remember just praying and praying and praying and then just the clearest most audible voice I could imagine in my, you know, like almost in my head, you know, I just heard the answer to my question, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and, and so, and, that, and that's when it's like, wow, okay, so God, the Holy Spirit is not this abstraction, you know what I mean? I, I, I loved God, I was, I was a believer at this point in time in my life, but I think that the, the tangibility of God had not struck me yet, right? The, the 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 reality of relationship with God was not something I had experienced firsthand, but um. Okay, so. Uh, you say the tangibility of God had not yet struck you. Yeah. When we when we talk that way, because I I think everyone kind of understands that feeling of. I, okay, I believe in God. Most humans are born believing God, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's a very it's human a, thing it, to believe. I think, yeah. You know. Um, Ecclesiastes says that eternity was written on the hearts of men. Um, so I think everyone kind of wrestles with that sort of one-two punch where, I, I okay, I believe in God. I would even feel say I'm convinced that God exists, but also that sort of this other, the tangible thing over here, the relationship thing over here. When we talk about God becoming sort of tangible to you or that feeling of his tangibility, is that the Holy Spirit we're talking about? or Or is it... All, all the members of, the, of God that were, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I think it depends on, it depends on the interaction, perhaps. I mean, there are, are schools of thought that would argue that all interaction with God by man, all the communication from God to man is Holy Spirit at this point, right? There, there are schools of thought that, that, that think that, and then there are schools of thought that think that, um, you know, you can both communicate with God and the Holy Spirit and Christ's 
separately. Um, I, I personally have never really gotten super bogged down into those yeah. sorts of debates. I, I guess I, I kind of grew up in an environment where I felt like a lot of God and a lot of spirituality was over. Um, it was it was maybe too academic. Almost as, if, on, almost as if that was that was what spirituality was. It was something to be studied and measured and quantified, and but 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 it wasn't alive. You know what I mean? It, like it didn't feel right. Living. It didn't feel there was no there was no life to it. There was no energy to it. There was no no passion or excitement or or connection or relationship. And and so maybe I've swung the pendulum a little hard the other way to where I'm. You know I I don't I just don't necessarily worry about that too too much. I mean if I'm hearing it. And it's God, it's God, and if it's the Holy Spirit, wonderful, and if it's God the Father, wonderful, and if it's Jesus, wonderful. It's all yeah. God, right? Well, you know, it's so. interesting you say that because mm-hmm. um, we've already left the script, so I'm, I'm throwing you curveballs Sure, now. yeah, but, let's go. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> examples of the Trinity, not just the Holy Spirit, but the Trinity, which is, for those who don't know, is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's, you know, we call that the Trinity, um, is this uh, idea called perichoresis. I think it comes out of the Greek Orthodox. It's a what Greek a, what term. What a word, right? man. Yeah, I love but, it. But one of the ways you can translate it is called the dance of God, right? Dance of God. And so the idea is you got the three people, and the Father spends all his time trying to circle around you know, the other two, and, and the Holy Spirit spends all his time trying to circ- focus on and glorify the other two, and the, mm-hmm. Jesus spends all his time trying to focus on and glorify the other two. And you get this sort of spinning nucleus type dance that's going on that's that brings them so close in community together that it's hard to even tell if one is the father or the holy spirit like you know what i mean like to try that's to a really parse cool, it it's a cool tr- idea yeah yeah so to try to parse it is to is to miss kind of what's going on there so i like that i like that answer is, is what i'm trying to say but <laughs> but you know it's it's wonderful um you know it goes to derek's uh, message on sunday the, the message where he was he was you know quoting in John where, where they're talking about, you know, the spirit is like the wind. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we know the wind is there because we can feel it. We don't see it. And sure, although there are some people that would say they understand the wind, highly academic, scientific people, <laughs> the layman among us, including myself, like, I take their word for it. You know, yeah. I wouldn't understand it if they explained it to me. I just get that it's there, right? And so, like, you know, this, this idea that we, we know it's the Holy Spirit because we feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not because we fully understand it or grasp it or understand how He works or what, what the plan is. I mean, I think there's something beautiful in that, you know, something really, really kind of surreal and wonderful in that, yeah. you know. I came that. across this this week. I was reading uh, a, a dictionary on the imagery in the Bible and on the Holy Spirit. It sounds it, riveting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> I it can be. Yeah, uh, I'm, sure. I'm just giving you a time. But this little section of it got to where it said, you know, the Holy Spirit is often described as fire or wind or breath or oil or these sorts of things that, the, the kinds of things that the best way to, to learn about them is to experience them. Right, like yeah, yeah, the feeling of oil on you, being anointed with, or like the, the feeling of wind blowing by you, you know, that experiencing a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit, particularly, is like, is the the education more than just sort of being able to parse things the right way? I guess. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, all right. Um, so what does the Holy Spirit do? 
so I've always seen the Holy Spirit as, you know, as a guide, as an advocate, as a, um, even potentially a source of power, you know, if you think about it. I mean, um, you know, if you think about it, um, when we when we when we we rest in the spirit when we rely on the spirit when we when we open our, ourselves up to to hear god and the holy spirit um i think i think the holy spirit can 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 grant us a lot of wisdom can 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 give us answers to questions can can help us to sort out you know right from wrong in a situation um I, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I think an easy way to look at the Holy Spirit is almost like a conscience. I think the Holy Spirit guides us. I think the Holy Spirit kind of grounds us in our faith. I think that um, where our will ends a lot of times is where the Holy Spirit can begin in our lives, right? Um, I think that the Holy Spirit can, through the Holy Spirit, we can accomplish and do things in our faith that are beyond our capacity, um, and, and that's what I meant when I said, you know, a source of power. It's not our power, but I mean, like, you know, I firmly believe in the scripture when Paul is and the other disciples are conducting miracles, that it is not by their power, but by their faith and trust in the Holy Spirit that those things happened. Right. right. And so, yeah. that, I mean, that's my belief. Um, you yeah. Know, in I, some, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. In some tangible experiences of my life. The, the Holy Spirit has been um, sort of a, a comforter and a counselor to me in moments of great uh, stress and fear. Um, you know, and I, I think that if we allow the Holy Spirit to, 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 to be there for us, the, whole, the Holy Spirit can really kind of be that stopgap for when we don't have anything left. <laughs> yeah. Or we're at our ropes in and we need, a, we, we, need, we need a little bit more. We need a little bit more help. We need a little bit more peace. We need a little bit more rest. You know, that's where the Holy Spirit can intercede, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's referred to as the our advocate, you know, several times. I think I think yeah. that's a really good, powerful way to look at him as our advocate. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, in the Book of Acts, the apostles, Peter in particular, and John and Paul, are accomplishing some amazing miracles. They're performing yeah. like some of them to the level of people are trying to get on Peter's shadow, and they're getting healed. Right. Yeah, but there's that scene where Paul uh, and Barnabas heal somebody, and mm-hmm. they all start worshiping him because they thought one was Zeus and one was Hermes. That's right. Yeah, and they always stop and they they are, they always use the the miracles as a moment to point out God's power and God's majesty and God's the worth that we should be worshiping Him. Right. Yeah. But when Jesus did miracles, he either got out of dodge because he didn't want a giant crowd around him, or he sat there and he accepted people's worship because he is God and right. it is his power. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and so as, as, as Christians, we need to follow the, 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 the mode of the apostles where we constantly go, okay, if there's anything extra coming out of me, that just needs to be This is perhaps one to, area to we God. should not emulate Christ. Is that what yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should probably remember that we're not him, right? I yeah. think that's, that's, that's kind of the important takeaway there, right? But yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 any any miraculous or divine that we we experience here on earth is 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 because um, God has allowed it to happen, and it's by His power that it's occurred. And I think that's very important to remember. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I really like your answers because it is a broad. It's one of those. I, I just I found this uh, 
essay and it just basically was bullet points of who was the Holy Spirit and it's you know just the number of answers that all had a verse of like speaking about the the Holy Spirit and it's a very broad yeah. uh, and expansive resume that he has yeah. and it's interesting you know we were talking before we hit play the Francis Chan wrote a book called The Forgotten God yeah mm-hmm. about it's the Holy Spirit fantastic book and if you look at that list of things that we have access to because of the Holy Spirit and the idea that he would be like a God we just sort of forgot, a uh, part of God we just forgot to care about. It's easy. It's, it, the Holy Spirit's easy for us to forget about because we've over-intellectualized everything, right? So we've, we've killed our superstitions, you know? Right. So we can, we can look at God because historically gods have existed, right? And, you know, from a, from a, from a, a, a liter- literary point of view, you know? Yeah, God, you know? I mean, Zeus, yeah, okay, we got it. You know, he's a literary character, we got it. But the Holy Spirit is a spiritual, tangible entity. Like, that's, yeah. that's you know... Um, that's tough, but I mean, you know, you're asking, you know, what does the Holy Spirit do? You know, I mean, I, I, you know, for me, I think the Holy Spirit in a lot of ways has been, you know, has, has, <laughs> has been like, a, like, like a blanket, you mm. know, like, like, a, a warm and safe shelter, yeah. you know? Um, uh, from from the wind and the cold and the and the hurt. Yeah, one of our one of our sermons in the series we're doing is going to be called uh, "Safe Harbor." Right? Yeah, and I love your answers because of all the different things. Because it just kind of leads naturally into our next question of what is the Christian's relationship to the Holy Spirit. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting question because, you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, relationship with Jesus, relationship with Jesus, relationship with Jesus, right? You know, about our, 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 our salvation, you know, we achieve our salvation through accepting, you know, um, Christ's sacrifice and, yeah. and, and entering relationship with him. You know, what Jesus did with his disciples was he... It was relationship based, you know. Follow me, you know. Yeah. And then he lived with these guys, you know what I mean. But I, I think the Holy Spirit is, in a lot of ways, that tangible presence of God that we are in communion communion with, that we are in relationship with to an extent, right? I mean, um, but I think in order for us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we have to we have to be receptive, and um, I think there's a lot of ways that we 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 fail at that. As, as modern day Christians, I mean, not having any margin in our lives for time is definitely an issue. I mean, for me, you know, um, if I don't shut up and listen, I can't hear the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. So that's a, <laughs> yeah. you know me, Garrett, that's a challenge for me, <laughs> just shutting up and listening, right? So, I mean, um, I think that in order for us to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and to commune with the Holy Spirit, we have to make ourselves ready to receive what the Holy Spirit has for us. And, and 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 those rhythms may be different. I think from person to person. I mean, for me, I have to I have to get quiet. Uh, I'll, I'll be asked you sometimes with, with little ones in the house. I run to the shower and I just take a really long shower, man. <laughs> and I turn all the lights off in the bathroom and I shower in the dark. It's crazy as it sounds, and just have some quiet time and just like listen, you know, and just yeah. really listen and focus on 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 what the spirit might have for me and the spirit might 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 want me to know or feel, you know. And and it's not to say that it's always going to be a shut up and listen because you know the spirit's got a word for you, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a chance to. Let, I think sometimes God uses the Holy Spirit just to love on us a little bit, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. And if you think, think about the question of what is our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we can go back to that whole list of things that you said of what mm. the Holy Spirit does, yeah. you know? My relationship with the Holy Spirit is one where I have an advocate, right? Yeah. My my relationship with the Holy Spirit as a Christian is one where I have someone who empowers me and loves me and and and, and directs me in, in beneficial ways, you know. Um, and being receptive to that is is the daily battle, right? It's oh, it's, it's to remember. It, <laughs> it, that's the battlefield we have to remember we're on every day, or otherwise we just get sidetracked. Well, yeah, we live in a culture that says if you're still, you're not. You're not doing enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, we're talking, I think we were talking about this earlier, just you and me. You know, um, we're, we're a culture that's at war with rest, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, sometimes you need to rest and be still just so you can hear. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, it's, 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 you know, you're a man, I'm a man. You know, how often do our wives talk to us, but we're not listening because we're doing something else and we don't even know they're talking. You know what I mean? Like we right. have no idea and they're upset, you know, or, or they're, they're frustrated because they've been trying to get our attention and they don't have it. That's because we're not listening. We're doing something else. And yeah. I think if we don't give dedicated, deliberate time um, and institute rhythms of that, we can we can we can really cheat ourselves out of something wonderful um, and something powerful, you know? Yeah. That, that that we have access to that can make our lives as Christians much much richer and fuller and 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 easier in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. The Holy Spirit is, is the Spirit of God operates in so many different ways throughout the Bible. So, that in the Book of Acts, the the apostles are praying. They've been told, "Don't leave the city until the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you." And while they're praying, the whole building starts shaking and it starts breaking the walls, right? And then there's that my pants, yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that famous story of Elijah who went to Mount Horeb or the mountain where God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and um, this enormous tornado comes through and this mighty wind and this this breaking of rocks, all these sort of things start happening. And every single time it says, but God was not in the whirlwind. He was not in the, the fire. He was not in the whatever. And then all of a sudden there's just a still small voice, just a, a tiny little, hello, Elijah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and um, it's, it's just interesting how often God, it's interesting how the Holy Spirit is willing to operate in different ways, but... I heard this once, and I wonder if you think this is sort of the mode he normally chooses, is the still small voice. I've heard this before, and I kind of liked it, is that we live in a very loud world. Yeah. And and God has chosen to kind of keep his voice here. (laughs) Yeah. No, you have to listen to hear it. And in order we have in order we we have to sort of remove ourselves from the the volume in order to, to how often do you think that's true of what God's trying to speak to us? I think that's super true. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's super true. You know, you say safe harbor. I think that's such a. You know, I didn't know that that message is coming because I haven't. You know, I'm a I'm a peasant here at this church, guys. I'm not on staff <laughs> or anything. So, um, actually, a Bible study, no big deal. Um, so the earliest um, Bible study. The earliest we've got. Bible. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and I'm proud of that. Um, no one can give me a better time, so that's what we have. So, um, but we have, we're the only Bible study with breakfast, I'll also add. So, hey, you know, there are, there are some, uh, some, some 
fringe benefits. But anyway, um, you know, that, that, that calm place amidst the storm. You know what I mean? And it's interesting you bring up, you bring up Elijah and, and, and even Moses. You know, it, it's, <laughs> I wonder sometimes if that's just what God had to do to get their attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Moses with the burning bush. Like, geez, he had to set plants on fire to get this guy's <laughs> attention. You know what I mean? Like He didn't um, even have an iPhone. I know. Come on, man. Like, so what chance do we have, right? We had, we've got Netflix and, and, and TikTok. <laughs> Gosh. Whew. You know, but no, I mean, I, I, I think that, that, that the noisier our world gets, you know, the, the more challenging it can become necessarily to hear God. But I think that's by design. God's supposed to be safe. Right. So, and if God wanted to be loud, he would be. Yeah. He, I, he definitely can be. He certainly has the ability oh, to man. do it. Yeah. It's not like he's never done it. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but but I, I, think that's not the, I don't think that's the relationship God wants to have with his children. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so you've already, you've already spoken a little bit about how do we engage with the Holy Spirit, about getting a quiet spot, yeah. to find something where you can just kind of get away from the noise. Uh, I, I, had, I had a night a couple months ago where I just sort of stayed in the car. It was already late. The kids were in bed, that sort of thing. So I just kind of mm-hmm. stayed in the car for an extended amount of time. And I just sort of, it was just, it was just a really cool like moment where I just sort of just started reflecting on the grace of God. Like I, I, yeah. I just kind of, I do this sometimes where I just kind of go, okay, how much grace does God have for us? You know? And I was thinking about the stories of Jesus interacting with people and it's just like, but for me, that was like, that was a real and meaningful engagement with God to just be by myself for a little bit more time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't you just feel so refreshed? Yeah, <laughs> right. Afterward? Yeah. Oh man, nothing is. And so, so when asking how do we engage with the Holy Spirit, one of the questions I kind of have is when we talk about engaging with the Holy Spirit, is that the same thing as just what we talk about when we say? Um, engaging with God like is I'm, I'm not asking a leading question I really don't no, know the no, answer you know what you know what I, I think I think yes to some extent um you know I I, I think for for a lot of people it may be a, a, a matter of depth um you know I think that one of the most powerful things we can do as Christian Christians um to to grow closer to God and be more likely to hear his voice is worship. Mm. And I think that men especially, we undervalue worship. Not all men, not every man. I'm not trying to generalize the gender here, guys. Yeah. But but as men, I mean, I, I, I grew up in a lot of churches, bouncing from church to church, church, been to a lot of churches, and you see a whole lot more women's hands in the air during praise okay. and worship than you do right. men's. You see a lot of crossed arms. And mumbling, if if singing at all, and 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 I'm not saying that you're wrong to not enjoy worship, but I think there is something powerful about giving yourself over in the worship and praise of our God, right? Yeah. And I think if you seek Him and you worship Him and you praise Him and you you let Him take you where He wants to take you in that moment, I don't think there's necessarily a limit to how much uh, right how much the Holy Spirit can talk to you. I mean, have you? I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm sure you have, but I just ask if you had like that experience where like just worship just seemed to like take you, yeah, or you just lost yeah. in it, where you were crying and you didn't care who saw, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> where you just like I don't care that my wife is looking at me like I'm stupid, you know that David <laughs> moment, that David moment. Um, 
in Second Samuel where he's dancing like a loon and his wife's yeah. judging him. You know what I mean? Like that moment, like man, I, having had experiences like that, it's amazing just how real God is in that moment. Like right. there's, you're, it's just real. He's got a hold of you, and I think that if we engage in worship in that way consistently. It's a lot easier for us to hear God and a lot easier for us to prioritize spending time with Him. Yeah. Um, so, quick story about easier for women to worship. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Megan was in pharmacy school in okay. Athens, Georgia, which yeah. is about as blue as a city limits can get yes. on a map, right? Yep. I which know means you is, get yeah. this sort of, you get the arts and you get the. This and you, so we go to this. We heard about we're we're trying to think of you know somewhere to go. We heard about this. We thought it was a show. It was like a coffee shop and it had this band come and it's like this sort of guy with a drum, this, this sort of tribal drum, and this girl was singing these kind of weird songs or whatever. And I started looking around, and Megan was like participating and singing because they said, "Here's how you sing," or blah blah blah. And I started looking around, going, "I'm at a worship service. I don't know, like, <laughs> you know." And I remember sitting there going. <laughs> this is this is what I see at my church where like a, like a couple will show up and the wife is more willing to participate in. <laughs> not listen, men, men. Str- I, I firmly believe, and this is not based on any research study I have participated in. This is my personal belief based on my what I have observed. Men struggle with worship significantly more than women do. Yeah. Um. And I I wish I I, I would love 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 for us as men to change that because I yeah. think that we're. We're really missing out on some significant blessing. I mean, you know, Scripture tells us we were made to worship, hmm. right? Made to worship. So, I mean, that's I mean, <laughs> right. That's what we're supposed. Well, we're made to worship God, and I, I'm not saying singing is the only way to worship God. And I understand a lot of men are uncomfortable singing and whatnot, but it. it I don't think it's about that. I mean, I I've had moments in worship where I am. I, I, I like I can't speak. I can't make hmm. words come out of my mouth. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. With the presence of God. You know what I mean? And I have had that experience in a room where I don't think anybody else was in the same place with God as I was <laughs> in that moment. You know what I mean? And so I probably look crazy. That's okay, right? You know, my, my father um, said something that has kind of stuck with me in terms of worship and, and, and the presence of God and the spirit of God in terms of worship. He said this when I was probably 14 years old. And I've never forgotten it. And he said to me, he said, son, I want to be the kind of man that enters worship like there's only enough of God's presence for one of us, mm. and I want to make dang sure it's me, mm. right? And so, I mean, I think that we're not talking competitive worship here, yeah, but like right. just the idea of like I want to go as far as the Spirit is willing to take me. Yeah, every single time I worship, and I just wonder like just how much we would be able to engage with the Holy Spirit if we were worshiping to that level. I just. Yeah, I wonder that, but it's tough. I it's love tough, it, but tough I, for me too. You know, yeah, I, I love it. I didn't think we were going to be getting into worship, but it's totally a way that we engage with the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah, it, I think so. So, in closing, I want to I want to uh, quote a Bible verse to you and just hear your thoughts on it, and that'll be the end of our our time. Sounds good, brother. The Book of James says, "Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you." I think it's beautiful, you know. I mean, I think that, I, and I firmly believe that before we were ever pursuing God, He was pursuing us. 
And he's been pursuing us more consistently than we could ever pursue him. And that the more we pursue him, the more he's able to pursue us, right? The more avenues we give him for approach. And um, it's powerful, man. Yeah. You know, um, God's definitely the side we want to be on in that, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just think it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful, and um, I love it. I, yeah. I I love that verse. It's like we want to. Yeah, I I hear that verse, and I think you know I've done a lot of classes. I've done a lot of. Th- I've taught a lot of classes. I've mm-hmm. I've taught classes on, you know. Uh, Skills to be evangelistic, how to how to turn conversations into God conversations and this sort of mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah. and how to become more like Jesus and all that sort of stuff. And and when I I think, and I I'm not saying it's wrong to ask the question, how do you engage with God? But I think if at the end of the day, the answer is draw near to God, yeah. and He will draw near to you. And I I think that's you know if if we think about God as a father, which is how God describes himself, right? We didn't do that. God did that, right? And we're his sons. We're his children, right? You're a father. I'm a father, okay? So what do you want? You want to spend time with your kids, don't you? Like You you want to spend time with your kids. You want to get to know your kids. You want to engage with your kids. You don't just want to observe them from a distance, right? And so I think sometimes as Christians, we can get caught up in the importance of evangelizing and proselytizing and, and we forget to abide, you know, so, but that verse, that verse sits it on the head, man. The more we pursue him, the more he'll pursue us. So I love it. Thank you, John. Hope you had fun coming on the show. Love it every time, man. There you have it, everybody. There's the show. Thank you once again to John Davis for coming on the show, making it uh, a late Wednesday night for us, but we got it done. I hope that was helpful. Hope that was informative and enjoyable. So like, comment, subscribe, and uh, be on the lookout for our next episode next week. God bless. Bye.